All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Course Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. This is Sugar Steve, and on this week's QLS Classic, Austin rocker and Axeman Gary Clark Jr. brings blues rock center stage in 2019 as he joins Team Supreme to talk about his journey from booking gigs at 14 to collaborating with the Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton and his new album, This Land, originally released March 6, 2019. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. loves my name. Yeah. That you can trust. Yeah. I love all my friends. Yeah. Who don't throw me under the bus. Roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, 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 Roll Call. My name is Fonte. Yeah. I don't want no drama. Yeah. I'm just here to talk about the night I met your mama. Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema, Roll Call. Suprema, 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 Roll Call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. Sugar Steve for the win. Yeah. Do you hear your trainer coming? Yeah. When your train pulls in? Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. I'm on pay bill. Yeah. Not counting pesos. Yeah. Should have divorced. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema, Suprema, su- su- Suprema, roll call. Well, it's Laem. Yeah. That's right, I'm flossing. Yeah. Cause now I know. Yeah. A black man from Austin. Roll call. Suprema, Suprema, roll call. Suprema, Suprema, roll call. I'm G 
CCJ. Yeah. From the ATX. Yeah. With Quest and Crew. Yeah. And I don't know what's next. Roll call. Oh. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema. Roll Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smooth with it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Smooth with it. Man, drop that fold. Yeah. Real, real nice. Not, yeah. not quite petite Russian, but still not as bad as... No, I'm just nah, that's that, he was better than a lot. Yeah, he, yeah. He ranked up there. You did. Get you know, you did it effortlessly. I appreciate that. That was so good. <laughs> okay, so... Before, I did a hendrix Gary oh Park mashup. In case yes, I, I it was deep, deep cuts. I get it. We, we deep cuts. It was late. Because we're at. And we're in the house. Of, co- of course. I'm going to spoon you. Check it out, y'all. This is officially Sugar the first network. Yeah, this is the Sugar Network edition of Course Love Supreme. So go ahead. Where are we at, Steve? No, you run your own show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, uh, go ahead. No. I'm just here for a punch. I'm still under the bus, man. I'm, I'm still under the bus. So yeah, you, you weren't talking about me, right? No. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, you don't even know what's going on, bro. No, well, you don't right. listen. No, I'll, you I'll don't do look it. at group text. It's cool. This so. is Sugar Steve, and we're here at Electric Lady Studios. That's right. We are. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Nah, like... For somebody let's who move, just... Let's move it. Okay. okay. Keep it moving. <laughs> anyway, uh... My wait. roll call was the shit. It was. It, <laughs> it was, was, was layered. It was like... Yeah. It was layered. You were great. Many levels. Like an onion. Many levels. Um, oh wait. We might as well just start now, because I know I'm going to play this about <laughs> 2011 times. I'm big till it's all right now. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Wow, Stepmother is Jamaican. <laughs> you sound right. y'all sound so good. Oh man! So Wait, good. are you your you own background singer? You used, yeah, that's just all you me. You used okay. the reggae plug-in on that shit. Well nah. done. <laughs> so, nah, that was just me. It sounds when, great. When I walked into the room, uh, unpaid bill. Yeah. Um, when he's not teaching Grover to curse on Sesame Street. <laughs> 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 and you got to explain yeah, that how too. How great was that? I think y'all did that on purpose. I heard it both ways, though. Like, I heard what it was supposed to be, but it then was, I heard it the was, fucking What too. was the thing? The, it was the, the red dress, blue dress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like white, a, yeah. whatever that was. Willow, blah, blah. The Yanny, the Yanny, Yanny versus Laurel. Yeah, that. Yanny versus Laurel. What exactly was said? I I don't... I, <laughs> I didn't see it, but I was told what? by my girlfriend, who's the boss, that uh, they watched it like a hundred times. And and everybody bought the fact that it, he didn't he did not say what everybody thinks he said. Wait, wait, she's literally the boss. Yeah. I didn't know oh that. damn! She yeah, my girlfriend boss? is There's levels. To this she shit. is my <laughs> boss. She is the she's the boss. Wow, hey. it's tough, man. Hey. It's tough. That's right. That's it used right. to be she wasn't the boss, and then like in the last year she became the boss, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. formulating the opinions okay. as I speak. It's love on the street. <laughs> yeah, it's love on the street. No, but you you were saying that you were about to have a, a get rebar mitzvah. Oh, so for those that follow yeah. Fontigolo on the on the Instagram. He is constantly the host of various rap events. Various events. Various events. He's like the MC of MCs, and I thought since I'm gonna get Bar Mitzvah again that he could MC my Bar Mitzvah for the second time. Now it's like renew your vows. And now is this like a recircumcision as well? Yeah. Is it? Okay. I feel like they're all the it same grew back? thing. Okay. It, it, it grew back. <laughs> <laughs> I got revitalized. <laughs> what? Okay, uh, yeah, um, I may excuse myself from the circumcision part. I understand but that. But I, but you know, but up until that, up yeah. until the cutting, um, I'm there. I'm your guy. 
Tonight we're enjoying whiskey with each other, and it's wonderful. I feel like we don't do this enough. We don't, man. I just want to see how far I can get without even introducing our guest. I was trying to segue into our guest because I brought in some whiskey, well, no, and really he said intro. that Hold he on. liked it. Well, he has an intro, but I'm just saying that, you know, <laughs> we usually just rap a little bit for like I three mean, minutes. The I sugar can keep network on going. Is, the Sugar Network's much more, more organized. organized. I, I get this it. is a mess. Come on, man. You know how I do. Especially when Boss Bill ain't here. Yeah, I know. My feet, my Nikes are up on the coffee <laughs> table. Get Boss Bill ain't here. <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> I'm going to eat some grapes right now. <laughs> on the mic. Just for Boss. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah, not I got usually some, like I got this some game. almonds, too, if you want to chew them loudly. I'm just cool. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, where's that voice coming from? By the way, <laughs> there's somebody here. I love when Bill's not here so I can just violate all the rules. Oh, and you brought the earrings back. Yeah. I love the earrings. Stop. See, the, you, I, don't get me in trouble. I don't bring me in your shit. Guys. I love the earrings. Okay, thank and you. And great edit job, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't edit shit out. Yes, he did. Uh-oh. Did he? He edited the... He edited a lot out. Uh, okay. Roll well, out this roll that beautiful Let's, let's roll him yeah. out. <laughs> Red carpet. Come on, man. All right, yeah. so ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a black man from Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa, time out. Time out. <laughs> Austin is fish officially my second favorite place on earth, We though. know. Yeah, you we know. Yes, I've already why, why is that? What, what is it? I just, like, it, it, my requirements for a city are, you know, I don't have the same standards that other people do. Okay. Uh, if the record shopping is good... Mm-hmm. Um, the food truck activity is good. Oh, well, nigga, that's yeah. it right there. Yeah, awesome. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's all I need. Yeah. It'd be I nice mean, if the weed was the legal, trucks. but you know, you just you make certain compromises. Yeah, it's, it's about to be blue. It's coming. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. We hung out in Austin. We had a good time. Remember uh, that? Yeah, but, you know, and I I actually believe that perhaps the the idea POTUS that might get the votes for the Democrats. Beto or um, I believe that. You think he'll he get is it? from? I think he's the figure that will do it. Why are you speaking in code? Um, because you know, then he doesn't uh, want to get pinned down. Jesus Christ, somebody he, he exactly. Not make not, your stance. Yes, man. I mean not yet. You know. Oh, okay. I'm just saying right now, as it's looking, there's a strong possibility that. See, so so the future speak much more openly about things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our and guest today is from my second. Is my, is my second. Uh, he's from my second favorite city uh, in the U.S. and the world. Um, he's been doing it to death. Uh, yes, death, uh, D-E-A-F, because um, his guitar is allowed. Uh, since the age of 12, bad pun, Amir, bad pun, Amir. Guitar jokes. Um, no, seriously, in, in the tradition of, of, of the great journeyman, bluesmen, uh, such as James Marshall Hendrix, Buddy Guy, Muddy Waters, all the kings, BB King, Albert King, Freddie King, uh, you know, Howlin' Wolf, Evan Champagne King. Yes, I knew you were going to. Yes, all the kings. <laughs> um, our guest, Gary Clark Jr., has been making believers of the mm-hmm. traditional rock and roll sound uh, with his major debut uh, and the EP, Bright Lights EP, in the Black and Blue, which was released in uh, 2012. Um, I have seen the man myself. I've played with him a few times, but you know I can t- attest that uh, the future of of just jaw dropping axe work is is definitely in good hands, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to Questlove Supreme, the one and only Gary Clark Jr. Hey, yes, sir. hey motherfucker! Hey. 
I appreciate that. I might need that as my alarm. Right, man. <laughs> All good. So, so, Switching, so tell us about Austin. No, were you were you born in Austin, Texas? Yeah, born and raised in Austin, Texas. Yes, okay. sir. All right. Now, I have this romantic, you know, vision of the town and whatnot, like food trucks. <laughs> food trucks and record stores and, he's and musicians. Our, he's our first native. What was it like pre-gentrification? <laughs> yeah. What was it like? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. He he gave, like for hell. those that don't know, Gary Clark gave a look. Oh, he shot a look. He shot a look. So tell me, what, what's, the, what's the deal with Austin like? What was growing up in Austin like? Um, For me, I grew up south side of Austin, a little spot called Oak Hill. Neighborhood, I guess you'd call it somewhat of a suburb. Mm -hmm. I guess the south side's a suburb. No, nah, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. It was a bunch of houses with schools and parks, and okay, you know, uh, but uh, it wasn't directly right in the city, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, pretty, pretty normal, somewhat a diverse neighborhood, close to you know, uh, 50 minutes away from downtown, but I was it was country kind of a little bit. Riding bikes, forts, out in the woods, doing stuff like that. Basketball, nothing too wild, you know. Fairly normal, or yeah, somewhat, somewhat normal. I mean, it's Texas, it's the South, so there's a little bit of that. Is you know, I was gonna say the one, the one, <laughs> the one physical trait that you have that's the opposite of all the the great axemen of history is you're tall. Yeah, I'm up here, man. <laughs> you're very tall, like all the great axemen. I feel like, you know, are under five, ten, and they, you know, I feel like maybe that's their entry into, you know, this makes up for. Well, I never heard, heard I never thought about height, but. but Hendrix was it, short. But I mean. It's about, I mean, I've heard about having big hands where that can be. Finish it, finish it, finish it. Be extremely helpful. Thank you. Okay. As a guitar player. Yes. You know, you're supposed to be doing the words No, that was right. No, that was good. No, no, no. That's good. That Tell me more about Steve. What, what do they do with Steve? How's it an advantage? No, I mean, um, I'm probably for other instruments too, but having, having large hands mm. would make playing an instrument easier. I wouldn't know. This is all I got. <laughs> well, I haven't been looking at your hands. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're... But he's just a tall person, so his hands are probably tall. <laughs> Good God. Nice save, Steve. Nice save. Uh, but uh, Albert King, Albert King, six four. He is. That's right. Yeah, Albert King was a big guy. Yeah. He's a big. Yeah. Okay. That I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. He's one of the kings. But yeah, man, growing up in Austin was nothing. What was nothing. your family situation into? I grew up uh, in a house with three sisters, mom and pops. Yeah, boy, right in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is your the what only your boy? Do? The, the only, only boy, yeah. Woo. Okay. Yeah. yeah what like did your that. What did your folks do? Were they um, musicians as well? No. Nah, well, my pops. He, I love my pops. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, he. You know, he he plays a little bit. I actually, uh, you know, when I started realizing what was happening, he had some guitars in the house. I ended up kind of breaking one. But um, my dad, my parents, um, just kind of normal jobs. My dad. Uh, sold anything. He sold everything from homes to cars to men's suits to ladies' shoes to. Um, uh, he did everything. He worked security for concerts, and oh, wow. you know he was just he was a hustler. He was doing whatever he had to do to make sure that we had what we needed. My mother was an accountant. 
Um, that's perfect. Yeah. Like he hustled, she managed. Yeah, that's she had, <laughs> it's working out. Like as of this right year. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> she helping you out a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But my mom, she's been helping me out for a long time. So that's what's up, man. But um, yeah. And none of them are in in music in the church or none of that stuff. Uh no, not not really. Ooh, this nah. is a unique situation. Yeah, but I, I mean, I I got family members. I got uncles who are musical um, musicians. Okay. Uh, you know, writers, and um, <clears throat> uh, somebody who used to play with Stevie Ray Vaughan. If you're familiar with Austin, Texas, and mm-hmm. Texas blues scene, W. C. Clark. Um, that's my cousin. He used to play bass with them. Great guitar players. Oh, okay. Uh, Pee Wee Creighton used to play with Johnny Otis. Um, oh wow, Shuggy Otis, yeah, Shuggy's dad, right? So, um, yeah, that's so it was in my in my family, but not right in my house. You know what I mean? Also, weird enough, the house band for um, <sighs> they call them Blue Records. Uh, what's his name? Blowfly. Um, oh, Blowfly. Yeah, yeah. Clarence. A lot Blowfly, of his stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Johnny Otis was a part of that. I didn't realize that until much later. Yeah. So, how did you get interested in music like what was the moment that the moment that made me i saw michael jackson when i was five okay let's do it the so, victory tour or yeah no this is the bad the tour. bad tour yeah, oh, wow. you were born okay. in 84 right i was born in 84 so this is like 88 89 okay. cheryl crow michael jackson yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the first time you met cheryl crow that was the first time I saw her. <laughs> or saw her, not yeah. Better, but yeah, but that was the first time. That's I saw crazy. Her. Like, little did you know yeah. how like your connection with her then would you know? Yeah, I can't come I some just years can't later. Stop loving you, you know. On mm. the, yeah, big yeah. jumbotron. Yeah. We had the nosebleed seats, you know what I mean. So I can't <laughs> see anything, but yeah, that was that was what got me into music. You know, the light show, the energy, everything. You know, I got to kindergarten. I was like, "Where's the stage at?" <laughs> really. I just wanted to be in that, you know. What is this? You know, what is these vibes? So you you chose a path that is rarely chosen, especially for like black musicians, mm. especially in growing up in the age of when hip hop is really developing and and <clears throat> you know R and B at the time when you're coming of age, like New Jack Swing and and hip hop are really finding their footing and. But yet, um, like blues music and the way that you play, you know, one of the one of the reasons why I'm really excited that you're here is because I really don't know your story, mm. but having seen you performed at least somewhere between ten to twelve times, like I already had like your story painted out in my head that you know you were living off of like pork and beans yeah, and, I was and musical the family. A stick in a bundle and that's what you hop think. and train. Yeah. Nice. No, but your voice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a compliment, just his, so you know. That's like a legit. Nice. But wait, the way you said nice. <laughs> he said nice, like, yeah, I did it. My backstory worked. No, but you 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 sing with so much conviction and a, a type of I don't know how to describe your voice. Like it's it's not like a voice I've ever heard singing before but i felt like you know like you've went through things and that sort of thing i mean that that was kind of what i the vibe i was it's lived in mm. it's, it, yeah it's i lit. think he sings like he plays the guitar like the guitar and his voice are kind of a similar yeah voice. which guitar. started first for you did you start playing first or singing first how did it... i started singing first oh, wow. uh, yeah i was uh my sister started uh coming home with trophies 
for singing competitions and I didn't have no trophies. <laughs> <laughs> so, where's my goddamn so, trophy? Um, what, what's the age uh, gap between you and your siblings? Um, so, uh, I'm three and a half years younger than my oldest sister. I mm -hmm. got a, a sister younger than me. Uh, two years, mm -hmm. and then I got a baby, baby sister who's younger by like ten years. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the older one, she was the one that was singing contest. Yeah, she, she can sing good. She can sing great. She's you know, um, you can play piano really well, sight read, can you know do all that all that kind of stuff. And I just I wanted some trophies, so I signed up for the choir <laughs> in sixth grade along with basketball. I used to get hell all the time for showing up to basketball practice. Like, what's up, singing something, man? Yeah, oh, wow. How was choir yeah. practice? You know? Oh, that's right. I got you, that shit you, you can't be a music nerd and a school jock at the same it was time. Nope. Rough, man. It was so rough. Um, Were you good at ball? Nah, I was like a. Dalmatian Great Dane puppy or something. <laughs> <laughs> tall and awkward. Tall, you know, got no handles. Super tall for no reason. Got no hops. <laughs> Sad. Just a waste. Damn. Damn. Yeah, Wasted right. genetics. It's fucked up. <laughs> but your hands are so big. <laughs> Can't you just dunk it? Yeah, <laughs> man. I got a nice 15-footer, though. You can't stop me. All right. What? What? <laughs> you got Laia's attention with that. Yeah. yeah. She totally <laughs> heard that wrong. I did. Uh, <laughs> I Footer, not enter. Like, nigga, this is <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would be too. Well, that would, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Okay. I, know, I know you. I know yeah, you yeah. well. Thank you. I know you well. Don't buy that more than you could chew. Anyway, uh, <laughs> work life. <laughs> All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Where were we? Was, okay, so just from seeing your sister win these trophies, that was your inspiration? Yeah, that's why I thought I was going to, you know, you're talking about being in the time of hip-hop and R&B. I thought I was going to be a, a singer in an R&B group. I had a group with this guy, Robbie, called Young Soul. Okay. 
and um, we had dance moves and choreography and it sounds like, like an SNL skit, like if Gary <laughs> Clark were in a. It was it was terrible, but we loved it. You know, what who I mean? were y'all kind of modeling yourself after the groups? We wanted to be boys to men as okay. yet. Uh, all the yeah, yeah okay. all for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, wow, Mister. You know, oh, wow, yeah. all the four man groups. Right? Y'all were singing See, Blackberry Molasses. That was my joint, and it had that guitar in it too. And I was like, ah, I was like, this goes together. I could do both. Was I that could Tony be, Rich? I could nah, be Tito. Molasses was uh, that was Mister. <laughs> Not me playing the uh, guitar. For some reason, I thought that uh, was that, Tony Rich. Yeah, Tony Rich did play. He yeah. played guitar. He was on acoustic. He was like the knockoff Babyface. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but the nigga, I mean, but the nigga could sing. He could play. Yeah, but oh, yeah. shit, I thought it was Babyface. Like everybody else did. We heard oh, that. Right, right, babyface thought it was Babyface. <laughs> right. You remember he said that? He was on Yeah, Beyond wasn't he? All right. Nah, he was on La. No, he wasn't on La Face. He was on. He's uh, on Arista. Arista, yeah. Quest yeah. Love Supreme Rabbit Hole, Gary. My bad. So wait, Sorry. so wait, so that was literally the video. Is literally the moment when you start to think about picking up the guitar too. That video you just referenced. Blackberry oh, Molasses. Oh, no, 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 no. Tito Jackson, watching old videotapes oh, wow. of Tito Jackson made me want to yeah. play guitar. Yeah. Wait, you said you broke your dad's uh, point guitar of discontention, once. you can tell. Similar to Tito Jackson. There was no repercussions, though, right? Uh, not like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Nah, nah, I don't. So, uh, that's singing, but when you were... So what, you were 12 when you first started playing guitar, or...? Yeah, was tw- so. What was your first? What was the first axe that you got? I got an Ibanez RX twenty, like a black electric guitar, um, two humbucker pickups, a little maple neck, and I got a little ten watt uh, guitar amp from Walmart or something, and plugged in. And everyone starts with the the department store. Yeah, yeah. It, was like a, it was like a rock axe or something. I think yeah. was the name of it. A little ten watt. And all your stuff, like you learned to play, you pretty much taught yourself. Like you know lessons or anything like that. Uh, I no, no, not really. I started listening to the radio. Um, my dad, when I first got my guitar, my dad said, "If you want to play guitar for real, you got to listen to Eric Clapton and Santana." Mm, yeah. So he dropped off some records in my room and said, um, "Good luck with that. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Do your homework too." But. Also that. Fuck with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, really? Yeah. So what were, what were the first uh, records that you remember buying? Well, not not for guitar education purposes, but just in your yeah. life. What was your first album do you remember purchasing? My first album that I remember purchasing was Immature. Wow. <laughs> Which one? The You're one amazed, aren't you right now? <laughs> Dude, immature. Yo. It's not what I was expecting. Which, which app was, which one was it? Which app? The one with, um. Uh, uh, Feel the Funk. Feel the Funk. What yes. year did that come out? 95, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. They sampled us. That was the first time we got sampled. Immature sampled you? One of, them, one of them joints, one of them joints Full was Silent. Moment. The drums, the drums silent from treatment. Silent Treatment. Oh, the intro wow. drums. Doom. And, wow. matter of fact, they did too. <laughs> Because the drums were sound treatment, but they took the Rozelle. No, 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 no. Yeah. They did. I had that album somehow. I don't know. It, it wasn't <laughs> intentional. And you remember but, it, so it must have been good, Fonte. Right? No, no, okay. Let me be Okay, so this is Gary Clark Jr. Immature. <laughs> do you remember? Such a full name guy. Do too. you remember when Immature came back as IMX? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I do. I do. Yeah. With a different member or something? No, it was the same three niggas. Okay. But it was, it was IMX. 
but, and but, all of them, but all a three different of them eye patch, right? Yeah. <laughs> right no, a different eye patch. It was like two niggas. It was, it was like, yeah, because right. they had that jam, and um, they did a cover. They actually did a cover of Love Me in a Special Way on that album that was wow. actually pretty good. Marcus Houston? Like, straight up. Yeah, dead ass. But I had that album. I had, I had that album. Yeah. yeah You're my I'll... favorite R&B fan of all time. Of all time. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yo, like, just... Your R&B knowledge puts me to shame. I'm just sure <laughs> like, if, Mar- if Marquis Houston knew that Gary Clark Jr. like was it, that's just, I just don't think he would know that. He probably would be off the wall. Yeah. 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 That was that was the first record I bought. Wow. That's crazy, man. Gary Clark Jr. debunking all the myths. <laughs> Sorry, you want, you man. Want, you want him to no, say like, I you want him to say it. like BB King, Robert Johnson. He's like, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think I was busting ass yet. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, at, yeah. at what point? At what point do you consider the the genesis of where you are right now in your career? Like, at what point are you? Who's putting you on to uh, Electric Ladyland? Who's putting you on to uh, the first, like the 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 Cream albums or Zeppelin or any of those things. Yeah. So assuming I, that, assuming that, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that you you're like a Jimmy Vaughn cat, right? That was. Yeah. Well, that all happened. Uh, uh, um, I lived down the street from a a girl named Eve Monse. Um, I met her in third grade. White girl came from Houston. Jewish girl. She came out and was like. Ah. She came. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> we're, so she was playing guitar like a year before me, and um, and her her dad worked on video games, and he would put video games in a in all these different venues around town, and so when he was working on them, he had them in the garage, and they had a basketball goal. So all the kids from the neighborhood would go over there and play arcade games, you know, and we start hooping or whatever, and then. Uh, Eve had a band and it was like um, a three-piece band, her and a couple other girlfriends, and they would be playing this rock and roll stuff. And, um, you know, she had a black Stratocaster and a, a Fender Twid and 100-watt amp, you know, red knobs on it, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know. So I'm playing basketball and I'm hearing this, and so I ended up getting interested in, like, uh, what she was doing. It was just, like, the coolest thing in the neighborhood, so wow. I just... I just became interested in that. You know, I've been listening to my boys to men and working on my dance steps and writing my, <laughs> you know, my R&B hits. And then I was like, you know, <laughs> let me see what's happening over here. So that's seeing her have a guitar and thinking about Tito Jackson and how much I love that. And, you know. Damn. Uh, this is the first time in which, you know, someone's making a Jackson reference where Tito is the Tito, actual right. hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he really deserves it because people know. don't be bigging him up as much as they should. That's yeah, so it was, all that kind of all that kind of went together. And I remember that they had that um, that Jackson movie, The American Dream. Man, mm-hmm. listen, that is a classic. Right? I watch it every, all four <laughs> hours of it. Yeah. Like on BET. That one in mm-hmm. the Temptations movie. Like, yeah. I, I will, yeah. Must see TV. <laughs> Exactly. So they I, they had a they had a soundtrack for that, and at one point they had a live version of them doing who's uh, who's loving you, who's loving you. But yeah. they but they did um, uh, Isaac Hayes walk, walk on, on by, walk on by, and so Tito's playing that fun wall thing. Yeah, I was yo, like, dude, oh. Jermaine is also. Let it be noted, Jermaine is killing that bass line. Oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah, Jermaine. Yes. So that's weird. That affected me. Oh. As a as a sampler, 
that was a well-known public enemy sample. Mm, yeah. So that's how I got, you know, into that. But you just hearing it first generation without even the references, that's crazy that you picked up on that. Yeah. I was like, man, I this is this all goes together. I'm gonna right. start hanging out down the street and figure out how to play this guitar, man. Wow. Yeah. Ba- Babyface was also in the audience that night. He mentioned that on our show. Yeah. I'm gonna do a lot of references to past callbacks. <laughs> I like that. It's in <laughs> yes. the archive. Hell yeah. I'm a, I'm my own uh, reference center. By the way, Two Short's parents were accountants as well. I'm just I'm going with the theme. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> they were. They were. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I know that you weren't built overnight. So, how many hours do you reckon that it took you to really, really master? I mean, because I mean, at the rate where Rolling Stones declaring you as Operation Next and mm. the future. And yes, you you definitely have the chops for that shit. Like I was again jaw drop. Like how? What was your practice technique like? Uh, my practice technique was uh, I quit going to school. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I just quit. I would show up the first period. And someone would be like, hey, man, let's go play guitar. I got some herb. And we just dipped. Done did. <laughs> you know, and we would just, you know, I was introduced to Grateful Dead and, and uh, you know, people had Muddy Waters records. And it was, it was just, I would just go do that instead of doing my schoolwork. Austin so, started changing. Okay. So, so, all, <laughs> so all, all day, you know. Um, when I got to be about 14, I played my first gig in 98. I was a sophomore in high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, you know what it is. Like, you start getting gigs, and then it becomes you get one gig, two gigs, three, four nights a week, five nights a week, so that's seven what, nights a week, four hours. That's where the dominoes started? That's that's from 14 on? From 14 on, that was wow. it. And your parents was cool. They was like, no. do you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they were okay with it. They were okay with it until I started getting phone calls from the school asking True where opposite. I was. Because yeah. 14, 14 is the beginning of high school. So it's like, what you doing? Yeah, I was there and then I just ghosted. I wow. So did you, you get finishing or did you like get a... I ended up finishing. I had to do Saturday. I had to do after school. I had to go before. I had to oh, do man. all that stuff. I had an incomplete in my junior year of high school because I lost it. I was. They used to call me Hotwire. I used to take my parents' car, sneak out in the middle what? of the night, go down to the clubs. Oh, they didn't believe in whooping in yes, your house. This is what. <laughs> okay. This is what we want to know. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were hot. You called your parents' car. They called me Hotwire. I just used to have a key. To put it in neutral. <laughs> like push it down the street. It's better nickname than keys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, happened, happened once. You know, shame on me. <laughs> Doing it twice though. Right. Yeah, Here come the belt. Killed. Yeah, nah, this happened multiple times. This was this was, this was three, four times a week. I would wow! I'd get out and go to the club. Oh, you go. would get away with it. I would get. A, I would sneak out the window, hop out the window, and I would wait till my my pops First would be floor. sitting. He would be watching Star Trek or something, <laughs> and he would start to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because they were too busy looking at the girls? 
I don't know what he. I, but <laughs> like but, your sisters, I meant that in that way. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, your sisters. Like oh, they pay more attention to what you meant. Oh, no, no, no. Blue. Yeah, I'm sorry. Electric blue. You know, like, like, why'd you shit. look at me, Steve, when I say yeah. electric blue? You didn't say that. Yeah, right? Kravitz's real name or something like that. Yeah, yeah whatever. It is. <laughs> nice to. No, but I just you meant did not say that correctly. How did you get past them? But I was just thinking. they were focusing on what they focused on the girls, your sisters, rather. Yeah, I was. They or he thought just I was really upstairs good. playing guitar. Oh, you were good at it. Okay, I was good. I was yeah, quiet. Yeah. I was on my. I was on my. At school. Uh, yeah, I, I was smooth with it. But you know, I popped in one time. Where would my, you go? I would go to a spot called Joe's Generic Bar. I would go to Anton's. I would go to my friends' houses, and we would, you know, they would have house parties and bands would be playing. There'd be DJs, and so you know, I might not have been able to go, but I, was, I made myself able to go. I was going. I was going <laughs> to ask. Would they normally have given you permission to play these parties, or no. was it like okay? No, no. Based on all. this is the wrong crowd, or based on like, yeah. are they seeing you and knowing that oh, he's going to be our future? Not no. not saying that every son has to you know mm, do no. that for his parents, but no, not at all. It was a it was a distraction. You know, I started. You know, I'm sneaking out. I'm leaving the house. I'm smoking weed all the time. I'm stealing the car. They don't. They can't find you. Living me. your best life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm getting calls from the school. I'm not present. I'm, you know, all this type of stuff. And uh, so no, nah, they weren't really with it at all. You know. But um, my mom made a compromise with me. She was like, "Look, I can't take this away from you because I know how much you love it. But what you can do is if you can sneak out and go run around and play for all those drunks down on Sixth Street, you can play for Jesus." So you can go play in the church. Enter the church. Mm. I love it. Okay. Jesus. Okay. But did they let you ax grind in the church or were you just doing straight up gospel? <laughs> oh, you straight up. But who knows? I mean, the thing is that I, I would also think that Austin, Texas was rather open minded to different experiences. I mean, I, I once went to a free. Now? I went, well, no, I mean, I was touring in Austin by 94, so oh. he's about 10 years old. So Yeah, in church. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that by this point, like I would think that they would have been open to it. I once went to a free jazz church. No. A oh, what? Wow. What's that? You said a free Like imagine like a, Cecil Taylor. The last the last the last era of like Coltrane's life or like <laughs> oh, Pharrell Sanders and Jesus. Wow. Oh yes, that's about Pharrell Sanders. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There is a go-go church in DC. What? Really? So. Damn show My it nigga. is. That's that shit right. Is lit. Wind what? it up, Chuck. Yeah, it's yeah. All praise due to Chuck Brown. Where are Amen. We going? Wow. <laughs> I've been right in next course of Supreme. Gary, Field you know about you in the go go, you know about the go go? I know a little bit. Okay. Get you I'm get from you on Texas, that. But I kind of, we know what's up down there. <laughs> <laughs> the man has traveled the world. He knows yeah. about it all. Actually, slight slight uh <laughs> detour in this conversation since we're talking about Austin. Mm-hmm. All right. You you gotta you gotta put me down with what are your I already know. <laughs> I do <younger> too. <laughs> Give me your top five. Barbecue oh, joints. joints. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is going. Yeah, it, wait, only, wait, wait, it only took like that, half hour. Does the name Sam's Beef mean anything to Woo. you? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm relieved. Sam's Beef is like Austin's version of Freddy's from House of Cards. Okay, okay, got you. It's oh, like it's really? like in the wall joint. It's like a shack. It's not a chain. That's not a chain. Nah, it's okay. not. And it's just like 
Freddy. even as even as even as uh, a slogan, you don't need no teeth to eat you my don't beef. Yeah, to, to suck my beef. <laughs> don't yeah. no, you don't need teeth to That's eat real. our beef. That's real. Wow, wow. Yeah, but it's like a back porch. Or no need teeth, I believe. Yeah. You know, flies come on and I don't even mind. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just so back. But I didn't know if that was super authentic or not. You know, I I was. I would like to think that it was like the authentic. So real let me, deal, let me just yeah. ask this question: Because you're saying authentic, where does Austin come in the barbecue scheme of things when it comes to cities? So is Austin like they data man, or I is it Houston it or St. Dallas? Louis. I put it in St. Louis. I, I, I think in America, mm. St. Louis is yeah the barbecue rib. You know, St. Louis, Louis is, is hard. It's but different. I Kansas City though. I don't. Well, Kansas City got smoke for St. Louis. I don't know. Kansas City barbecue is coming from somebody from North Carolina or something. Yeah, right, yeah, because right. yeah, our barbecue is more so it's like like pulled pork. So yeah. like when people and around our way when they say like barbecue, they specifically mean pulled pork. So like, and I'm I'm in the eastern side of North Carolina. So for our joint, our base is a vinegar base. Right, right. So then, but when you go to the west side, like where the mountains is at, they use like a tomato base, and we don't fuck with them because we be like we making. <laughs> We making barbecue. Tomato we bitch sound yummy Joe's. though. Yeah, we ain't making sloppy joes. We ain't eating no sloppy joes. We eating barbecue. So fuck them. But the vinegar base is good. So like. So what's, your, what's the Austin what's base? What's the spot? Yeah. What's the yeah? What's the Austin? I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Give me your top five. Um, <clears throat> man, I the Sam's. Okay. I used to go to Sam's all the time. Um, there's a spot called La Barbecue that I like. Um, Fancy. Uh, <laughs> Terry Blacks. Okay. Is another one. Um, if you're going for like some fancy barbecue, uh, there's a spot called Lambert's. I got a lot of love for them because they fed me. Okay. Every Thursday. <laughs> wow. Okay. Gave me a couple of drinks. <laughs> uh, uh, what was that? Four? Um, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Is, Cause is the thing Stubbs is, any good? Because I, how does Stubbs uh, rate? Because I like Stubbs as a music venue. Yeah, Stubbs yeah. is fun to play. That's what yeah, because yeah. I went to, like, like after hearing so much, and I had it out. Mm. The, the same make the barbecue sauce. Yeah, Stubbs yeah. Yeah. barbecue sauce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. But I get the feeling that you know Stubbs and Republic and all those spots are like what for Philly cheesesteaks, like what Gino's, Gino's, Gino's and Pats. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like the one Ish spot that makes you wait. No, Ishka Bibbles is shit. Two hours in line. Shit, that's a long story. Go ahead. Like, two hours in line for Republic Barbecue. I thought, man, there has to be an underground spot that right. no Like Jim Steaks, because it's a line, but it's some bullshit. Don't right. go to Philly and eat a Jim's. <laughs> you I mean, don't no like shade, But you know, you know you've you, seen the rats all in If you go to Philly, oh, wait, you, really? need the, yeah. you need the Questlove text message. It's like four pages long. It rates all the cheesesteakery. In all of Philadelphia, <laughs> from like Jeez, from like stickery. Kobe beefery to like ghetto, whatever the fuck oh, yeah, you're talking yeah, yeah. about, it, it, you, and you might get robbed at this place. You, yeah, yeah, but you can only go to this place at this time because if not, you might die. Like it's like that kind of shit. And if you're white, definitely don't go to this place. Like it says this. Like thing. West Love, yep, <laughs> he, that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he tells you exactly what to order, I gotta get, when I gotta to keep, order it. You should. That should be your next book. I, I like, gotta give. You're right. You know, I gotta keep people safe. You that's know? what's up. I'm gonna be like, feeling a minute. I'm gonna hit you up. Yeah, like go to Ishka Peoples, but don't get this shit. I wouldn't think you fell down, bro, because you are you are rock star skinny. Yeah, you're. I don't even slender. think you but, you would throw down. But he might have a fast metabolism. He uh, looks like the type. I, I get down. He's got big hands, Michelle. <laughs> Shut up, yo, yo, can we kill I'm all the food? <laughs> Edit. Yep. Yeah. I'm into it. All right, y'all. 
You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. At this point, are you, when you said you were 14, are you even making demos or recording the, like, what's your songwriting process like? Are you even writing songs at this point, or you're just playing... Like, what's the music of the day? What is the music of the day? If you are playing at, if you're playing in a blues band in Austin, Texas, like, uh-huh. what are the, what are the go-to songs that I should know? The blues. <laughs> just a whole genre. Uh, so everything's just one, five, four, no, one, one, four, four, five, one, five, four, one. You gotta have, you gotta have a, for me, it's like, you gotta have a, a, a slow, fast. A, a, a slow b- a blues, right? A major blues, a slow minor blues. <laughs> you gotta have. So, as an example, you, you, got, you gotta a know. Shuffle um, uh, or Red House. Yeah, Red House is is something, but or like something like BB King, Three O'clock Blues. Mm. Okay. Um, How or, would uh, where would uh, like something like um, like Pride and Joy by Stevie Vaughan? Where would that fall? Pride and Joy is kind of a is kind of a unspoken rule that if you're in Austin, Texas, you don't touch it. Can I ask you something? Can you can you are you able to score on Stevie Ray? At least me personally. No, nah, straight up. That's I a great question. don't. I need to know more about Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> I know that he's a god, uh-huh. but, why? but I don't know like, why he's it? a god or anything. Like, are you able to explain <laughs> what makes him god or the shit? Uh, I've never heard him be described as god, but I think the thing that that, that people love about Stevie Ray Vaughan is is um there's this there's this kind of americana thing about him uh there's this fierce blues thing about him that you know he gives props up to to albert king and and all the grace and then he's got this rock and roll fierce uh thing about him and if you're if you're coming from texas and you play guitar man for somebody to make it out of austin texas playing guitar 
Mm-hmm. It's, it was kind of a big deal. And um, just tone. I think the thing that makes him the the guy is the tones that he got and uh, out of a Stratocaster, you know. I don't think anybody had heard that powerful, that strong of a tone coming from, from a guitar like that. It's, I think it's been... It's just tone. I have so many. Okay, <laughs> listen, I don't know, man. I have no, no, no. You're doing good. You're doing good. That's that's <laughs> enough for me to. That's a, yeah, yeah. That, that's the answer. Because I remember we, me and my sons used to try to play Pride and Joy on Guitar Hero. And we used to fuck it up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this must be pretty hard yeah. <laughs> to play. It's not no easy shit. No, but also, he was white. Can we state the obvious? He, he was a oh, white yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, I guess like, we should state that. Well, wait, yeah. I, well, that's what I'm gonna get to. Yeah, okay. Is okay. So when I watch. When I watch cats like BB King, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'll, I'm gonna take Hendrix out the equation. We could take Hendrix out, and we could probably take, um, in Chicago, uh, his daughter's uh, daughter. John Lee Cooker. Yeah, I'm not not John Lee Cooker. Buddy, uh, buddy, buddy guy, guy, buddy guy. So, all right, taking those two out, but as far as blues guitar playing, mm. and it coming from uh, it leaving the Mississippi Delta and like who is credited or who is the definitive electric blues guitar player and and how can you tell who's the real deal and who's not the real deal like if I if I were watching BB King all right for example when he does a blues he'll stick to one note so he'll play the note C but he'll play it various ways. <laughs> various, like, uh, the, you know, textures to it. Sure. But, you know, I know that a, a lesser expert would be more impressed with speed or, you know, noise mm. and really not. So how can you determine who is a righteous blues man versus... He all right. And I'm not trying to make you uh, take any gods gods under the bus. That's an interesting question because he's kind of both of them. There's like the shredder bluesman and then the slow hand bluesman. And I think like there's a difference. Right. So uh, what's more important? Like no one, as me as a drummer, like, you know, I'm not a gospel drummer. But people respect my slowness and my my pocket. Right. That speaks enough. Mm. But you can chop if you want. Uh, not with these bones. Oh back in nineteen ninety eight, maybe. But yeah. No, but I'm just saying that, you know, is there for you, is it more important for slow hand blues or is it like about shredding and and volume and and fullness? Uh I think it's it goes down to does it make the hair stand up on your arms? Does it give you chills? Does it make you feel like you want to cry? Does it make you feel like you want to scream at the top of your lungs? Does it make you feel something? Um, I think you can do both. I think you can play, you can shred and, and do all that. And I think you could play to the slow hand BB King thing. But right. when you hit a note and you feel it and it, it, and you undeniably your eyes roll back in the, in the back of your head if 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 something makes me do that i'm like that's 
just what it's that's what music's supposed to do i don't care if you're a guitar player i don't care if you're a drummer i don't care if you're a, a, a whatever genre you know if you sing a note and it's like whoa some so people that, call that, that an orgasm just for context so for context like <laughs> yeah. what is uh, um so give us an example of somebody that would be considered a, like you said a slow hand blues player versus like a, a shredder like with a lot of dexterity um, a slow hand blues player, I would have to say somebody like Derek Trucks. Okay, is somebody who plays you know kind of slide guitar, and um, he's somebody that I think is authentic when it comes down to doing it, do what it's supposed to do. On the other on the other hand, when it comes down to shredding, I think Eric Gales can Eric do Gale. that. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think that he he could shred, and you know, people freak out. You know what I mean, and actually really feel it, and not are just impressed by that super fast, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> who's an unsung hero in your, in your mind? Like, who's the guitarist that yeah, we need? To be you know, on. is a maverick, but you know hasn't either gotten a deal, or just wanted to stay local, or just kind of behind the scenes. Like, is there a guitarist that you know of that's just like, ah? Yeah, I would have to go back to Eric Gales. Okay. He, he did. We did a show together, and he uh, opened up for us in Austin. And I was like, "This is a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> so is he? Is he still alive, or is he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Eric, yeah. yeah Eric this was alive? like two weeks ago. Oh <laughs> shit. Oh wow. You know what's weird? I'll say that anytime I've even done shows with Eric Gales on on the bill, it's weird because I feel like he has to pay his bills. Like doing the sideman stuff, mm -hmm. like I think. Uh, Wait, which is we talking about Eric Gale, like old jazz cat Eric Gale? Eric Gale's um, no, he's he's from Memphis, correct? Okay, yeah, Memphis. Guy. Okay, now there's an Eric Gale. That's I think I'm thinking about your Eric yeah. Gale. That's, That's why you we're talking about a lefty okay. young guy who's not who you're thinking about. Okay, yeah. okay, nah. no, no, no. This is an OG Eric Gale. I'm thinking about yes. Yeah, he's right. a shredder. I know who you're talking. Sometimes about. when um ah living color bases uh, Sugar <laughs> well, Hill Vernon Reed. No Sugar Hill bases also. Oh, uh, uh, Doug Wimbush. Doug Wimbush. Sometimes if Doug Wimbush is on a gig, he'll. Hire Eric Gales as his guitarist. So back when Doug was the MD for Lauren Hill, like again, like I I never really got to, I've seen him him in his true context, maybe like once or twice. But normally when I see Eric Gales, he's either like backing up a rap group or <laughs> doing something totally. It's like oh he got to pay his bills and really can't can't get loose with it. But I mean he seems happy. So you know what yeah, I mean. I mean he came through and. Crushed. <laughs> I was like, I was telling everybody, I was like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> so stupid. Oops. When the opener well, crushes the headliner, no one needs that shit. Yeah. Do you, Do you real. feel Do you feel this uh, unspoken pressure to live up to the myth of? <clears throat> of obviously the J word, because I'm certain for a lot of people. Now, what is it, Jew? 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, never, no. that could be a lot of shit. Never happened. Won't ever happen. What? Nope. Oh. Sorry, Gary Clark Jr. You're not gonna hey. happen. You're not gonna live up to not the gonna <laughs> happen. You're a badass motherfucker, but it's not gonna happen. Guys, guys, guys. Okay, so what, what's <laughs> I'm saying, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yes. Okay. Oh, 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 and we in his house. Shame. Yeah. Shame. I'm it's just like saying, man. Even me, my Stevie default was I thought, oh, guitar, black guy. All right, let me see. Let me see. He rises up to the level of Jimmy. Yeah. And the but the thing was, it was like the way the way that you did. I just caught you on a fucking excellent night because even Kurt, my guitar player, his mouth was open. Like I was wondering when and where was this? Talking about Rockwood. You did a gig. Uh, okay, so this is right when Doyle and Show Crow were like, you got to see this guy perform. Mm. So you weren't signed just yet. It was like a small bar. It was like a small out-of-the-way bar in the village that you just happened to be at. Um, I think it was Fallon time, so maybe it was like 2009, 2010. Um, but this is just you and a trio, but it was... I, you know, I, and I know I'm the king of, you know, hyperbole and, oh, my God, it's the next thing. But mm. even Rolling Stone, who was with me that night, when they reviewed that show, then they were like, you know, this, this guy's this next. And dude, to prove man. it, I mean, they gave him the lead review. When I saw that um, the uh, the EP got the lead review in Rolling Stone, mm. I was like, damn, not since... When I was 10 years old, I mean, I've been reading Rolling Stone like all my life and I know the power of like the lead review. Mm. And when Prince, an unknown Prince, uh, got the lead review for uh, Dirty Mind, four and a half, like, I was like, wow, this this rock magazine, which has no connections to, like, this isn't I Want to Be Your Lover that, you know, this is like an unspoken, unproven uh a musician, they gave him the lead review, so this must be some shit. They gave you the same treatment, so I'm like, do you feel is is there an unspoken pressure that now I must, like Eric Clapton told me that I was the best, you know, modern blues guitarist that he's ever seen, and you know, for a lot of us that aren't really, you know, in the vocabulary of rock music or blues. Mm-hmm. Like, is there, do you feel like a pressure to, to live up to that or? Um, I, I don't feel any pressure. I don't feel any pressure to live up to that necessarily, but I think about it when it's brought up. How many times do journalists <laughs> ask you like these types of questions? Like, Yeah, but I, I think the thing for me is, is I've always, kind of not said much about it but to not sound um uh, cocky or not to not to sound like talk your shit I know I know that I got into this thing not to be in last place mm. talk to him whoa <laughs> talk to him nice so yeah I put that on myself and regardless of what other people say you know I, I want to I want to be, I want to be, you know, I want to get a chance to jam with you. You know, talking about, like, some real shit. I want to be with the motherfuckers who are this shit. And I'm not going to be okay with just being, like, 
I didn't get into this. You play like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I went back. I was like, okay, you definitely play like that. And then, you know, some people are like, you know, oh, man, shucks. Mm, thanks. Anyway. Yeah. But, I, you know, just the way that you played, I, and again, it's like the way that blues rock has been defined and redefined. I mean, it's to the point now, like, where we just basically thought, like, okay, few, all guitar gods from now on are just going to be white dudes. Mm. And if a black one comes along, then you know it's like, oh, maybe, maybe not. But you mm. know, you were definitely the real. I think there was pressure also on Lenny to live up to, to that. To I, was about to yeah. I was about to ask, when is that coming to? Can't say the, that. But the yeah. thing is, like his Lenny's <laughs> Lenny's different. Lenny's acts work was never to that level, but nope. because he looked the part, right? You know, I'm sure a lot of people expected that. You know, when really it's Craig that's the the axeman of it, but. <sighs> You know, it's. I missed that on Lenny Kravitz episode. I did. <laughs> yeah, and, and and plus, you know, especially with black people, I feel like a lot of our associations with rock, like one of the one of the main reasons why I wanted to do the seat with Cody, mm. Mm. was because it was a rock song that wasn't a rock song. Because half the time it's like, you know, the rappers be thinking about smells like Teen Spirit. Like some headbang or like or like Iron Man, like that's our rock experience, and there it's it's such a it's such a, a, a vast you know vocabulary to it that a lot a lot of the world doesn't know because a lot of us just aren't in that's on space. the playing field anymore. Mm-hmm. So but do you, you call, feel do you feel see the rock tune? Is that what you the Cody stuff? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't, but that's just me. Why not? I don't know. I mean, he literally named it rock and roll. <laughs> I mean, yes, he did. I mean, good lyric, but like, what the fuck? Okay. No, 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 no. But I just meant, for me, for me, it was, I didn't want to, you know, if we were going to go there, like when Quincy Jones tried to get beat it out of Michael Jackson, he literally said, I want you to do your version of my Sharona. Mm. And Mike was like, okay, I'll be back in three days. And then came back with beat it, which is usually you know, and 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 anything that Mike has done after that, you know, like with the, the like, dirty Diana, like, yeah, it was dirty Diana, like yeah. slashes everywhere. Right, right, right. Mm. To me, like I, you know, I liked, I liked Black and my favorite Rolling Stones album is probably their worst review joint, which is Black and Blue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like there's a certain rock that I like that's not. That doesn't have twelve exclamation points behind it. Sure. So I Is mean, that what beast of burden? Uh, that's some girls. Uh. Yeah, the, the 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 black and blue album was like that. That was there. Okay, we're going to try and get funky a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work that way. But I like sloppy stuff, so you know. It was, I'm gonna check out that album now. I never got into the Stones. Me like neither. They catalog like that. I know the hits, but and don't make us out. feel bad. Just teach us. You know, sometimes it just you don't you don't know. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I'm saying. So yes. Anyway, now I gotta go back to. <laughs> I gotta go back to what? When did you first start songwriting? What was your like the first oh. recording? Um, my first recording was a song that I recorded with um, with my friend Eve. It was called Bare Soul Blues, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just kind of a shuffle, a blues shuffle, and it was me, her, my cousin Ryan, and um. I can't remember if it was my sister playing drums or not. But she uh, plays but, drums. Yeah, my little sister plays drums. Wow. 
we got she got a drum kit um the same year that i got a guitar and my cousin worm got the bass the same year and so we all had the family band and my sister i played keys and and did all that too so my pops would try and put us together to perform for the family and we used to call him joe and um <laughs> Yeah, it was like a whole thing. <laughs> he was Joe, <laughs> Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Are any of your sisters still involved in music? Uh, not. They're involved in, in music, but not trying to go get it like I was. Mm, you bad. know. Um, but yeah, so I recorded on a. Do you remember those little karaoke thing, like a two? Yes, two tracks, like a Hell like yeah. a little singalodeon thing. So I used to record that way. So we might we'd rec- put one mic in the room, like hang it off the you know the garage mm-hmm. <laughs> hanging down in the middle of the room and so we would record and and uh since you couldn't sing in the mic i would go back and flip it you know put another tape in put on the b-side or whatever play the thing and then sing the the vocal over it and go do some overdubs and keep flipping tapes it sounded like shit but that was how <laughs> we recorded stuff you know so how did your how did word spread around austin and is austin the only place that you can really have reach are there surrounding cities in texas that you can also have a a good musical fan base yeah i mean or is austin just the only blue city no oh oh (laughs) i asked a loaded question (laughs) (laughs) that's something to think about um wow that was good yeah Uh, (laughs) no you can go to san antonio the san marcus there's a couple places to play i went down to the valley and played um down there, up to Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, what so about I, Houston or? Yeah, you can go down to Houston. The, the blues community is pretty small down there. So if you, if there's another blues guy or another blues band on the scene, they'll say, hey man, you need to book this guy down in Texas. And there's like a whole blues society. And okay. so everyone hooks each other up. And so yeah, I would run down to Houston and Dallas with my parents. And Now, besides those there. cities that I named, the Captain Obvious ones. Uh, what is the rest of the Texas environment like, city-wise? Uh, I don't really mess with it. <laughs> Even to this day as an established uh, singer? I mean, you got to get from point A to point B, but there's some places you just you don't, don't stop. stop. Get ass. <laughs> yep. I mean, for the largest yeah. state in the United States, like, <laughs> it's dumb. I would like to know if there's more than seven cities or that are welcoming or i even, think you know uh, you, i'd stick I mean, to the main road look though. man anytime i'm going out west anytime i'm going out west mm-hmm. um i i get stopped sweet water i get stopped going out west every time i get stopped pulled out of the car it's a whole situation every time really it's like that and um if you're heading out east towards louisiana you don't stop you just keep it moving get past the bridge even to this day, when you get in the car, the, the whole yeah. goal is just nah, to... Just make sure you got enough gas to get past, and you just keep it moving. Straight bro. up. Niggas need a new green book. You write about it a little. It's real. Nah, when we were touring, like, it, like going through Texas, like we had to, we stayed one night in, God, Brentwood, or I want to say. It was, I, I, I can't remember the name, but basically it was like a hotel, 
and a Walmart and a McDonald's. Mm. And like we didn't What know. else you need? <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a party. Uh, <laughs> racial equality, <laughs> niggas. <what I> need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, nah, I, we stayed, we just stayed in. And like I called my homegirl. I was like, so we in this town. She's like, oh my God. She's like, yo, <laughs> Get no. Out. Yeah, no, straight up. She's like, oh no, don't fuck around out there. I was like, damn, but yeah. it's still real. It's still from real. somebody from Carolina, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still real. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> they mean literally. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you gotta change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have a, one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, you mentioned your friend Eve. This is the same Eve who had the band in the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you guys still make music together? Or what is up with her? Because you mentioned her twice in music references. Um, Yeah, we're still we're still cool. Um, Actually, we stopped. I got fired from her band. <laughs> uh, what you do? But how she like you now? <laughs> he did something though. What you do? Gary? No, I didn't. I didn't do anything. They just, you know, respectfully, they Creative decided differences. that. Yeah, they decided that I, my services were no longer needed. <laughs> A lot and, of solos. And, uh, uh, wait, yo, know, mm-hmm. listen. Listen. I'm gonna ask you because yeah. this is what I don't know about you. Because right. at one point, <laughs> at one point, the guy that was hosting the party kind of looked at me like. Okay, like, let's wrap it up. What is no? Because again, I can listen to you do fourteen minute solo. How many choruses can mm. you? Take so when we're now? doing a blues, how long am I supposed to run through the the format before I do that role where I let you know? Okay, Gary, it's time to. 
Get to the last verse so we can. Oh, when is it not four. considered rude? Uh, you know what? A few years ago, you would have had to stop me. <laughs> you uh, you would have had to go do that role, and I would have snapped out of it and gone, all right, let's get back into the verse. Um, a lot of times what happens when I do that is I don't know what the next verse is. <laughs> okay. So I'm just buying time. I'm like, I don't remember the words <laughs> in my own shit. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I feel like you're – you're not microwave. You're such a, a slow cook uh, that I'm willing to give you six rounds, an unspoken six rounds six of stuff course. to let you get into it. So I never know when you've made your statement when it's time to like rap this in the up. song. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know either. I always feel like I could <laughs> keep going. I feel like I could keep. Go- there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. I could keep going until I pass out. But um. I've become more refined due to uh, fines and police showing you up. Can, you can. <laughs> I've become more refined due to you know fines. What I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. and, uh, Amir, is it the same drum cue that you give everybody, or is that just? I'm I, just curious. No, there's a certain language that I have that the roots instantly know when it's time to wrap something up or that sort of thing. So that, but that's only us playing together for decades. Oh, okay. Um, there's also the roots television fill, right? Which is like crank, crank. Well, no, that's, <laughs> I felt like he gave. I felt like he gave me one of those at the Gramercy one. I did. Like a flam flam. Because yeah. the thing was, play him on keyboard, cat. The thing was, is that yes. Okay, it, shout out to Keith McPhee. Yeah. Hey, oh, the most neurotic. Yeah, the his his stopwatches have stopwatches. <laughs> Keith McPhee's the guy that right now he's planning like. The Grammy Jam in 2023, like mm, wow. years from now. That's that's what Keith is. So, you know, he in his mind, he's like, okay, he he did a 115 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. Seconds. We're good. You know, we we still got a. Uh, you know, we got Chuck D on the side of the stage. You, you ready for him? Run the jewels, anybody? <laughs> so, and I'm trying to let Keith know that like fine wine takes like just right. let him let and him Gary go. is Mature. in it full orgasm mode. Mature. Yeah, that's what we calling it right now. But pretty much, Keith's one of those guys that like loses his mind after like a three minute solo. So I have to, you know, yeah, I kind of got that. I was like, all right, I'm Appreciate sorry. You. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the longest solo you ever did, Gary? I think I got clocked at somewhere around 12, 14 minutes. Yeah. Wow, that's maggot brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's, it's maggot brain, rock and roll. I think Funkadelic is rock. Yes, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. True indeed. I should have put that in earlier, but yeah. But absolutely. How did you, um, Good segue. How did you go about in terms of, uh, like, after you're playing all these bands and, like, kind of doing demos and stuff, how did you go about getting your first deal? Um... I was I was uh I was doing some shows with Doyle Bramhall. We've been doing some stuff. He giving me some work. I was kinda How'd you hook up with Doyle? I hooked and up And for the listeners, Doyle Bramhall. Doyle is. Bramhall really I mean truth be told, Doyle Bramhall was or could have been, I I could be stepping on my boundaries. He was he could have been the Gary Clark Jr. of the early nineties. Okay. He was a guy that like again, Eric Clapton gave the 
gave the the cosine, endorsement of yeah. life, the cosine of Baton. life for for yeah for Doyle um, back in like uh, 1991. Said this guy's an amazing blues guitarist, can do everything and sing and all those things. This guy's the 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 next thing. Doyle and the Roots actually signed the Geffen at the same time. Oh, wow. And Doyle, um, if you're familiar with, uh, there's a film called Before the Music Dies that you should watch. Um, Doyle's a big part of that. The guy that made that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The guy that made that movie um, really did it because of Doyle's situation. Doyle was supposed to be the the, the second coming of of blues guitarology, and it just didn't work out. Um, he did draft after draft with with records and you know he eventually got dropped by his label and then he had to play pay the bill so yeah because i became, knew him mainly as a session guy i never knew his like the mythology of him I just, he should have been a guy like basically it's like reverse Jimi hendrix it's like if he started out as Jimi hendrix and just ended up playing with little richard that uh, sort of thing so um but you know he he married uh suzanna melvoin oh uh, princess wow. suzanna melvoin that's okay yeah. gotcha Right, so that's how uh, we got to know him in the very short-lived Edith Funker project with Erica and Susanna and Wendy and Lisa and everybody. And it was during that time, that Edith Funker period, that I was asking Doyle, like, well, who do you know that's, like, next? And that's when he first told me that, you know, this kid from Austin, Gary Clark Jr. So when uh, I think Cheryl Crow and Doyle they were touring together, told me, like, you got to come see this guy play. And it was at, uh, I think Brooklyn Bowl was the first time I seen you uh, play. I, th- I don't know. Was that your own set or was that with Doyle or? Um, You know what? I don't remember. It was long ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember, honestly. So you were playing with Doyle and then how did that go lead to a label situation for you? Uh, uh I was um You weren't in Archangels, were you? In, in that band? <laughs> I'm not making a joke. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> was he? No, you. Oh Ooh. no, I was like I was maybe nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't I wasn't a But you know you know about that band? Of course. Yeah. Charlie Sexton, Tommy Shannon. Damn, he could Oh wow, Tommy Shannon, wow. Yeah. Um so I, I was doing the this struggling, starving artist thing and I'm sitting there in a house full of candles, not by choice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and pork and beans in a spoon. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. So, Finally, we got there. So, um, so, it just so happens, like, a little bit later, Doug gives me a call and, and he says, uh, I, this isn't promise, but, you know, I've been talking to Clapton and I think he wants you to come out to do his Crossroads Festival and if you're not familiar, it's a big guitar, a thon, a lot of guitar solos, a lot of the greats, um, come out and they do this big festival thing and people jam at the end or whatever. And um, being a guitar player, I watched them, you know, the DVDs, I knew what was up. And so I was like, really? And um, so next thing I know, I get a letter in the mail. Cool, you're invited to come to Clapton's Crossroads. I get on a plane, I got like $20 in my pocket. I show up there. And like, what year is this? This is 2010. Oh, wow, okay. And um, so I show up, do rehearsal, next time do the show um and uh in the middle of the show this whole sound goes out in toyota park Mm -hmm. like the whole front of house sound i'm in the middle of my thing i'm the new guy nobody knows who the hell i am and i'm seeing people booing and thumbs (laughs) down and screaming 
ah, I'm just seeing this. And Doyle goes, hey, man, the sound's out. Just keep doing your thing. When I come around and do this, uh, you know, we can come back into your verse. We'll try and work this thing out. And so I'm just freaking out. I'm just playing. No one's hearing me. I keep seeing this. I'm like, damn, I came all the way out here to Chicago and fucked it up. And um, so it just so happens at the end of the, my solo, where I, you know, started wrapping it up, all the sound comes back on. Everybody freaks out. And it becomes this huge moment. It becomes like one of the most exciting moments of the whole thing. It's not because I did anything epic. Yes, you did. So anyway, I got I, 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 I'm hanging out backstage, and I'm like, man, this, that was terrible. Blah blah. blah. Um, Tom Wally, Andy Oliphant, who used to work at Warner at the mm -hmm. time, approached me and gave me their business cards and said, uh, "We're thinking about doing something with you." And, and, um, mm -hmm. and I did that whole thing and ran around in different oh, spots yeah, me, and ended yeah. up wrong with them and is Tom and still at it. Warner Brothers? No, no, no. Oh, he's not no, the whole okay. thing's different. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But um yeah, so that that was that was it, just being backstage thinking that was terrible and they're like, What do you think about rocking with Warner? Wow. Yeah. What was that like? Like were you apprehensive about signing the deal or was Yeah, it? of course. I watched a lot of VH one behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Did you get to talk to Clapton at all? No, nah, I, I walked up to him and I was really excited and I said, Hey man, thank you for inviting me. You know, you have no idea. And he just goes, Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> walked off in his little boat shoes and shorts and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So when you first started recording um, your first record, excuse me, what was it like going from I guess just kind of you know just kind of just the shoestring you know budget shit to actually now what were you able to do differently in terms of yeah were you the free sound? yeah um I thought I was but I was working with with people who I won't necessarily name and I didn't like it. Were these were producers I, I, or musicians? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. And I didn't I didn't for the EP or for Black and Blue. For both, I was like, I, uh -huh. real talk. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> shots fired behind the music. No, no, no. I, it, it turned out to be all right, but I, I just, I was in a place where I felt like I was free and creative, and I wanted to express everything and have all my my all my ideas fully realized. And there was this kind of like. We know let's, what's best for you. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's do it like this way. Let's get to it. You know, and I would present ideas and so on. Like, that's boring. I'm like, well, I only play it for 30 seconds, man. Let, let me let <laughs> right. me get to the change. Yeah. Know? And so I didn't like feeling like I couldn't move at my own pace. You know, being from Texas, if we get 20 seconds on the crosswalk, I'm taking all of them. <laughs> so that was like, that was, that was my mentality. But as I get older, you know, I, I understand shocking. and I had to learn, you know. I had to learn, but I was uncomfortable at first. I didn't like it. I didn't like anybody telling me what to do because I started playing music because I was the only place where nobody could tell me what to do. So I was like, well, and what then, the hell am I doing? Yeah. Right. yeah. Music business. But, you know, it's all good. A little maturity and, you know, taking a step back and, and understanding that it's not just about you. That was a real reality check, you know. So was Sonny, uh, Sonny Slim the album in which he felt that you had your control and your your true voice or yeah i think so I, well i just wanted to try it i wanted to be able to have i wanted to be able to make an album where i'm like this i'm fully responsible whether it works yeah, or not losing, I, yeah. I know what my strengths and my weaknesses are and i've never been able to test him and i want to do that like i said i didn't get into this to be last place and i didn't get into this to only 
give a quarter of what I think that I can give. So that was where that came from. How did the, because um, that's you, if I'm not mistaken, that's you playing the guitar on the uh, Fire We Make. Uh, yeah. How did that come about? Delisha Keys and Drake record. How did that, how did um, y'all do that? Uh, that was Miguel. I mean, not Miguel, uh, Maxwell. Maxwell, he hooked that, he hooked y'all up or? Fire We Make was. Oh, Alicia those two, and Alicia Maxwell. and Maxwell. Oh, Alicia yeah. Maxwell. My bad. Yeah. I thought it was Alicia. My bad. I meant. I said. I meant to say Maxwell. Mm. I said Drake. I was like, that Alicia been. and Drake was the, that was the <laughs> right. unbreakable. Yeah, unthinkable. Like, right, right. So I don't know. I didn't. I missed that. Yeah. Session. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Maxwell. Oh, you I didn't know? Maxwell. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> being there. <laughs> yeah. How did that session come about? Um, Alicia Keys had asked me to do um, uh, 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 an event with her. Uh, no child alive. Wait. No child. Black. No child left behind. Black yeah, it's, ball. It's, black, black diamond. Ball, black no, ball. but the name of her. Uh, black ball. Keep a child. Keep a child alive. Oh, okay. yeah, black, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the black, black ball. Black, right? black, black, black. Well, the black ball. Is the, <laughs> black that's the party, but keep yeah. a child alive is the black hands. Right, organization. Right. That's the organization. Got you. Organization. Got you. Yeah. Keep a child alive. Okay. We was all right, except for you, Steve. Right, right, right. So uh, we did a version of "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," and um, and so we kind of linked up that way. It was pretty cool, and she asked me to be a part of this. This uh, our record called me up and went up to the studio here in New York. Yeah. And uh, do yeah, people do when when guests tell you to do their record? Because you're you're on Donald uh, uh, Gambino's yeah, album and me and your mama met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that's the song. That's the name. I know. I just was laughing at something else. Good but boss, I'm just saying boss that Bill isn't here. He yeah, loves, yeah, he I'm loves not. that. <laughs> Hi, Bill. How you doing, Billy? What up, boss Bill? <laughs> no, <laughs> but. but uh, is it when guests ask you to to appear on their albums? Are they are they just like do you and do what you do and that's it, or do they have like very specific uh, instructions and 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 are you for that all that specific instruction or do you just take the ones that go do you? Um, <laughs> it's not. Well, I've done uh, uh, most sessions that I've done has been just kind of like do you, but I worked with uh, Cody and Gambino, and they're both like, it goes like this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know? And it's like, y'all kind of put my own, no, nah, don't do it. It goes like this. <laughs> oh, okay. You okay. thought that you. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to so throw, the, I'm gonna so throw the my solo, little thing in it. Nah, don't do was, that. So know. the solo that you played on the on the on your mama joint, like that, that's them kind of directing or is it, how, how much, uh, well, the, how much is you versus the, the solo part? The solo part was, was all me because you can't, I, you can't tell me how to do that part. Damn right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's got to be just from. The heart. Yeah. Um, but. But as far as like chord changes and, oh, and things okay. like that, okay, and little gotcha. transition chords, it was like, not that one, this one. Yep, that. Uh, no, perfect. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but it was cool. It's like I, I respect that. It's like I, I know what I want. I know what you're capable of. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. I man. was watching your um the the like I guess the new EPK or the 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 promo video that you got for the new record this land uh-huh. and it was one clip where you were playing the, your solo and you were soloing like in the control room and that's how I cut all my vocals so mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting is that how you always kind of play like just right there in the moment like you know like right in front of the the console when you uh, yeah not not it depends sometimes I I will but sometimes I like to be in the room with the band mm-hmm. but for that one I just turn the amp 
Caesar Diaz, 100 watt, 412 cabinet marshal, and just turn that up and just ran for the Too control room. God, I just didn't want to be in there, you know. And I wanted to hear how it translates. I like to hear how it's gonna translate on the speakers, you know. Yeah, yeah. for the most part. With well, your vocal, it was one. It's the same clip. You were, um, you were cutting your vocal. You, you were playing. You were singing. And you were singing, it looked like you were singing through a 58, through a SM, just like a regular joint. Is that what you cut most of your vocals on? Or do you do like the fancy, I guess, mics or, um, or whatever? I, I've done all of it. I don't really you know. You have a preference? I don't know. <laughs> just is it on? Check. Yeah. One, two, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, is it on? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you had a preference for just more of that kind of raw, like live sound at like a, you know, a, a smaller mic. Nah, I don't know the difference. What, what do you use? What do I personally? The good use? one. Yeah. My personal mic is a it's a manly reference. It's a um, yeah, it is not a manly. <laughs> what? what yeah, the fuck? Baby. Wait, hold on. We, I've known you for seventy five years. We never told you about the manly yeah, reference. Yeah, I'm like, what is that? Talk to me about the manly it's a reference. Manly, so manly, I mean, they're mainly known for like their outboard gear, but they yeah. make a mic. And so, uh, when I was rebuilding my studio in my crib, I bought. A Neumann, uh, the U87, which is like the classic yeah. mic or whatever. And so I got it, and I was just like, yo, man, this shit sound cold. This shit is cold as fuck. I don't like this. And so my homie, my dealer homie, he was like, well, yo, he said, the Normans are generally very cold out the box. He said, but over time, as they age... That's when they get kind of warm. Mm. I was like, nigga, really? I'm trying to got, I'm trying ain't to cut some shit today. Yeah, I ain't got no time for that. I got you need in, a manly years, reference. So he was like, yo, but the one you need is the manly reference. I what was like, the fuck? Right, whatever. So he let me shoot out. I, I'd say I had like a whole like locker shit. I had a U87, a U67. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm um, fuddled. Yeah, it was by very the manly fuddled. reference. You, I shot it out against U87, U67. Uh, uh, I had a ribbon mic, like an RCA, like the old Elvis uh -huh. mic. That's my um, shit. Yeah. I had that one. I had a, um, the Rode, which was like my mic for like years. I shot it out against like six, seven mics. It kicked all the asses really? for like. I mean, and it was for, for it was like a thousand dollars cheaper than the U eighty seven. I might have to go get me a manly reference. Manly, you need a hey, manly reference. Hey man, that motherfucker's the truth, man. <laughs> but it may not be. But I got, but I got, a, I got like a little SM fifty eight too. Like I'll cut vocals through that, which is like a sure, just one of those. Yeah. And I mean that in the clip that I saw, like from your album, it looked like you were singing in one of those. Yeah. And I used that one too. So. I don't even remember. Did Michael Jackson <laughs> record like Man in the Mirror on an SM? He's like, he's on a fifty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that uh. I've been under Shure's, uh, uh, what do you call it? I've been endorsing Shure for like decades now, but you know. That's over now. Yeah. <laughs> Said the engineer. Wait, we don't. Yeah. Wow. When did we end that relationship? All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can I ask a question? Sure. Gary Clark Jr., you seem to be like the roots, this weird anomaly of coolness. Well, yeah. (laughs) But like like fans (laughs) or people playing like black music, but it it appeals to white audiences and it, it it it's a rarity. Like you, you play Bonnaroo and you play these festivals for white jam kids. That's doesn't happen that often. In the same way, the the fucking roots played at my college. We ever talk about this at my college spring fling when I was graduating from college. Did you? I loved it. Okay, let's just go with that. Uh, it, but but I don't know. What do you attribute that to? Because you're, I mean, I I find I think I have an answer, but I was wondering what your answer was. I mean, well, other than it's all great music, which I'm sure is an easy answer, but like, do you ever think about that? I, I do. Um, well, I'm thinking about a now. certain <laughs> Chappelle skit. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Um, yeah, hey, I don't know. Just good music is good music. I mean, like, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Well, can I, I ask you? Know. I'm not trying to alienate anybody. I'm going to add on to it. What do you? I'm going to add on to it. Yeah. Is it harder for you now? I know that you're going in different. Or we should mention also that this land. I forgot that in my intro. It is out. It is out right now. Um, is it harder for you to keep the flame alive? Uh, in which kind of the the environment of of the musical environment of the youth is the kind of the exact opposite of it whereas you know traditional rock was the front and center rebel music that was the middle finger to society mm-hmm. where now it's almost uh it, it's, it's kind of like a rarity where you can find quality really good traditional rock music is that hard? And I know you're going different directions with this album as well. Mm-hmm. But is it is it hard defining or or standing by your 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 queen, your ex in 2019? Is it hard? Nah, I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do without it. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see him right there. Yeah, nah. 
Hey, let me know when you want to do the R and B immature album. <laughs> Look, I'm working on. I'm, I'm working on it right now. Man, listen, I'm on in on that. Yeah. That, hell yeah. What? Bill, he'll what? bring his manly reference and everything. <laughs> Bill, yes. was the remix to your? I don't know. If this is a remix, but were you kind of asking like, do you do you ever feel some type of way when you look in a crowd and it's not as many black people as you as maybe one would like to see? Is that like the? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, just, I, just, what what I think. Me, I, mean, I was I, asking I a lot like of different questions, but like I just interest that that always interests me it's why the roots because the roots had an issue with right. that but maybe gary it does it's different for every artist I yeah. gary well i'm sorry black thought was known as having not an issue but at times he's been known to say well, that he wished that shot. it was more well the black thing was we grew up and we grew up in the hype williams video era right. which was like like the real record business yeah <laughs> it was, niggas had budgets and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. and i think if you grow up with that and those images and whatnot and you know what you're seeing on the road you know when groupies are chasing me it's like <laughs> five five dudes in my hotel room wanting to know like what kind of microphone does d'angelo use like what he was breaking down <laughs> right. i've had that conversation many a time in a hotel like manly reference but i've also oh, seen hey, mr thompson I've, I've also seen earlier on in the roots career i've seen the response when you've had like an all-black crowd it's like yo we had an all-black crowd right. That's crazy my point was i've seen i've seen gary play a number of times and he will freak out white hippie kids mm -hmm. in the same way he freaks out african-american it, it it's like and that's a rarity i'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm giving a backhanded compliment. Okay, like, I see what you're you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't, you don't, you don't see that enough. In the same way, the roots could play to a, an all Got white you. audience, and and it, it it doesn't matter. And that I love, and I I feel like the ability to do that is is transcendent. And, and I don't under and I don't understand it. And, I, and that's my I that's where my question why. comes. And from. I was adding Steve in can tell that you if rock hands. is an endangered species, do you feel some sort of way about it? But the answer is simple: Black people gave up on rock music after <laughs> Living Color. I think I have a little Ladies and gentlemen, Sugar Network. I'm queuing it up. I'm queuing it up. Steve, my man, you did it. Let's go. Here's your theme. Say something. Why is it? Why is it? And then they told us Lenny didn't count. Lenny's Jewish. That's what I'm so living color and who else do we have well, nothing after i that. mean we had prince i mean really prince was but but did he but really not, just because you're holding the though? guitar doesn't mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that I was, he was r&b for i mean oh, for me. oh no i'm saying that was oh, how Bill? we saw him oh, like I, he was i wish i'm Bill just saying right for now. black people the Isley Brothers. That's a worst right. definitely. Y'all said Funkadelic, so we keep it in the spirit of like. Well, Funkadelic. But even, a rock band, are they? But they even. Rock. But they're even. They're they're just they're just rock. By 76, by 76, Funkadelic basically became became Parliament. Parliament. Yeah, because Knee yeah. Deep was a Parliament song. Yeah. I mean, you know. And, and Gary Sider himself will say that, you know, I felt that after when they. Making One Nation under the groove, then suddenly we just sold out and became Parliament. So I'm just saying that. Doesn't it seem like based on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and everything else, it, depend, it depends on who you're asking what Rock and Roll is? Because, I mean, there's a whole Chuck, Chuck Berry derivative situation. And then, I don't know, it's yeah, just but the, weird. To me, the funk lineage is like outside of rock. Like Prince is funk and pop, you know, and, but more than rock. But he's, more a, than he's rock. I never grew Prince in, in rock. Which Ooh, is probably the I mean, reason why Rolling Stone had left him off the 100 greatest guitar players. Like, but, but he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That right there, 
Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Unfair. When Gary? I yeah. think he's the best. Yes. He's the best ever. Like they, li- Rolling Stone literally forgot to list Prince in one of the in the one hundred. That's you know. insane. Yeah. And thus, when Prince did the "My Guitar Gently Weeps" guitar mm-hmm. solo at the oh, at the, the Rock, Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of, of Fame, Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was his revenge. Mm. Ah. Like that was his like motherfuckers. Like I'm I in the top ten. You know what though? But I think with him though, I mean, this is just. I think with him, with artists like that that are just so big and just so known for so many hit records, it's hard to imagine. Is what gets overlooked is just the the musicianship. So like even like with Michael Jackson, like Michael would say like he would talk about Prince. He would say, well, people look at Prince as, as an a artist. genius, as an artist, but they just look at me song as a and song dance. and dance dude. Right. But Mike used to sing his goddamn face off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's Sometimes like, I forget that Mike is an excellent singer. An extra singer. Right. Because right. you just see the white socks and the dances and shit right. that you forget that this is some real fucking musicianship going on. Mm-hmm. I, I feel as though Prince really took the space that the Isley brothers had in the 70s. I can rap you on that. And yeah. it's so natural for Ernie Isley to do a solo in the seven, you know, that you just, you, you never said it, it as, oh, this yeah. is not rock and roll. This is, you know, it's that sort of thing. Somehow, so. somewhere, it became harder not, harder for black dudes to be called rock and roll. It's just right. weird. Wait, I when love that we left there. Gary out of the Can we say, yeah. Gary's open to you. Jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Jump in. It's I'm open mic. I'm listening. I'm listening. Hey, I have a. I mean, we are all older, so. <laughs> they pull yeah. the age card all the time, Gary. We're the same age. That's Don't fine. worry about it. That's no, fine. no, no, Bill. Cool. You That's and fine. Gary are not the That's fine. same. I think Gary's the baby here. Yeah, he I is, sat at Bill. the kids' table at my own damn house at Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I still do. <laughs> Gary Clark Jr. <laughs> so I have a somewhat relevant question, I think. Um, oh, please what? ask him about his hands again. Please. Shut up. So um, is, it, is it a blessing or a curse to be grouped as a certain genre, specifically blues or blues rock, let's say in your case, um, is that is that something that you hold up as a as a sign of pride, or, or is that something that's that's pigeonholing? You know, uh, I feel I feel a couple ways about that. When I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a blues man. My first when I first got a guitar, I saw Stevie uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute it was Eric Clapton, Buddy Guy, BB King. Uh, Robert Cray, Bonnie Raitt, um, uh, a few others. And I said, I want to be a part of that thing. And so in 2010, when I got to be on stage with all them, at the same time, I was like, it feels great to be a part of this. But it's also that other thing was like, well, I got, I love being a part of this thing, but the, I love other stuff too. And I like to do all of that. Um, so I just I just do what I do and try not to think about it. I'm 34 years old, man. I got other stuff. All to right, thank you for stopping <laughs> us from guessing because yeah. it was getting tiring. Like, yeah. We so with this land though, it, it ain't always the truth. And you're going going in different directions. Like, do you now feel as though? I mean, the way that that the times are defined now is just to be fluid, like non-defined and. But the new record is different than the old stuff. Yeah, it's but yeah, I think that that. I've always wanted to kind of do that. I mean, Quincy Jones is an idol to me. He's been trying to get rid of the genres and all that for a long time. And and uh, when I heard Wu-Tang spitting over Albert King licks, I was like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you talked about in your in the, uh, the the promo for the new record, mm-hmm. you talk about you know, like your hip-hop influences. Like, what was, this, what was some of the hip-hop stuff you would listen to? Um... 
I mean, uh, when I was, I guess, 9, 10, 11, 12, I wasn't allowed to listen to hip-hop, but I, my buddy Grant would make me tapes put different titles on it and to fool your parents yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> why did i Shirley think of that season yeah. 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 johnny mighty so so i was listening to uh like dmx snoop um warren g um uh, bone thugs in harmony um Bone Thugs in Harmony never <laughs> sang in harmony. <laughs> they were always unison. They were, they were always thugs in unison. unison. He's right. Yeah, they they are both thugs in unison. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally correct. Oh, I never thought about that. See you at the crossroads. There were no harmonies in He's both He's totally right. You're totally right. I never thought about that either. Well played, yeah. Fate. Did you have y'all have y'all I saw I was just reading something where you did something with Bun B, but have your Texas like the the MCs kind of embraced you in that way? From, Texas, yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Scarface. I don't want to just say Austin, so I was thinking yeah. about Bun B, yeah, Scarface. For sure. Has Scarface right. asked you for guitar lessons yet? Oh, <laughs> wow! No, don't Brad, do that to he, him. Brad, that's no, right. he, I forgot he, about his he name. He's taking his guitar. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I saw him do a. Uh, Brad. I went to go see him in um in, in D.C. and I didn't know he played guitar, so he came on with a guitar. I was like, "What?" Oh, D.C. Yeah. will let him play whatever he wants to. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, Scarface, Ghetto Boy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was a rap a lot, yeah, in Texas. Rap a lot, yeah, um, all that shit. yeah. Switch your house, you know. Yes, um, yes, yes. So I, I spent a lot Ball of time listening to that, um, okay. but I love the production stuff, you know, the production side of it, you know, from like Swiss and and Dre and you know the whole. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here with, with you guys, but I got to give it up to the roots for production and musicality in that. You Ooh. know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> that, that made it to me is like this all goes together. You know what I mean? And I can, I want to be a part of that too. I want to do that too. I love being a blues man, but like this shit is tight. You know what I mean? Like I want to get into this too and, and figure it all out. So I want to put the MPC underneath everything and put the guitars and, and the live instrumentation on top of it and, and, and use all the colors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you like jazz? <laughs> Good segue, Steve. Is this speed dating? Yeah, I love jazz. I I um I listen to a good amount of it. Um never try to touch it really though. So what is, what is what is your go to listening? So what's on my playlist? Uh Sir, I guess. It, oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. Dope. yeah. yeah. Um, John Batiste's latest one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LMA, I've been listening to. Okay. Oh, wow. um, I like her. Boot Up. Yeah. Don't do her, yeah. all of hers because the second tripping sound like Boot Up. So that all the songs sound uh, she, like Yeah, that? she just. She just. Yeah, she, the whole she, she tripping, she It's a vibe, dog. Okay, it's a vibe. Uh, um, it's a vibe. And I've been listening to Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Didn't see that the other one. That's what I was looking for. Oh, I've been, the yeah. other one, right? There's another Sammy Davis the, Jr. There's, what, what sorry, there's a younger person that named himself Sammy Davis Jr. So I'm just trying to make sure I wasn't confused. Well, you're talking about the Candyman. I'm Sammy talking about the Candyman. Oh, thank God. Okay. All the right. OG Sammy Davis. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, that would be odd. Okay. No, but it's yeah. it's a some DJ. Is it because of the Junior thing? Like the connection with the? Oh no, man. I was, I'm just Put kidding. Put him to bed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. I was, no, but I I I was uh I came across uh, a performance of him. Um, Doing uh, Mr. Bojangles, yes. sure, yeah, yes. and uh, and my son really loved it, and so he started singing it around the house, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> let's just get into Sammy Davis Jr. together." Yes. So that's been our musical 
That is the beauty that's of magic. discovery. Yeah. All right. Wow. So that's what's Aww, happening. Y'all need to. Oh, movies too. Get into those episodes on the Hux, the Huxtables. I can't even say the show no more. On what the Huxtables. You damn near just said the name. The okay, on the Cosby Show because Sammy Davis Jr. had some really great cameos. But yeah. I doubt you'll find that anywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's or going. Tap. He was really good in the movie Tap. Now Tap was a hard ass shit with Gregory Hines. That was Tap. Was I never good. saw that. Oh my god. Tap was good. Tap was yeah. Tap was awesome. Tap was good. With the JT song, the the title song. It was JT and Regina Bell, and it was not make it like it was, but it was. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, JT's back with cooling game. I saw that. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> See, Gary, this is when niggas over that forty was part celebrate. Of the QLS yes. group chat. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is, this is niggas over forty. Group chat. We're, we're falling nah, in the rabbit hole. Yeah, the eyes is back. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Gary Clark has Jameson. He's fine. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah but I'm also great. wrapping I'm this up. I'm wrapping this up. I understand. I gotta wrap this up. Bill and Steve got to go to bed. Yeah. Who's got to go to bed? Bill and Steve. I'm got to go to bed. Yeah, I do too. Bill and Steve got to go to bed sounds like a movie. <laughs> I got to go to Washington tomorrow in the early, early morning. Yeah. Anyway, Bill and Steve got to go to bed. Yeah, we do. It's anyway. going to be my second bar mitzvah. Yeah. Fonte's hosting. Yeah. Bookends. In what? what is uh, your, your, what do you plan on the rest of your year being in 2019? I got some stuff coming. Uh, the rest of 2019 is tour forever. <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm trying to work like you, man. That's, that's a, yes, that's, that's a good thing. That's what that's doing. an awesome thing. And yeah, it's a blessing. I'm, How do you I'm, balance it out with your with your boys and your you know what what the kids are boy girl boy girl boy, yeah. boy girl okay I'm just gonna I, hopefully you can just bring them out with me bring them with you that's dope yeah man. I'm trying to get to that with, you know just it's a family affair yes indeed <laughs> I love to, it trying there to get you go. to that so yeah that's we, we just be out there everywhere that's oh, dope, cool man. well. We thank you for coming on the show, sir. Yes, man. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yo, man. I'm so happy to learn that you're an R&B dude. Like, like R&B, R&B. Like, greasy R&B. Like, the R&B record, I want in on it. Like, let's do, like, some Devontae. Yes, the Fonte. <laughs> that would be dope, The Fonte, Gary Clark. I might have to get Man, come on. Too. What? You got to stand in there, like, Nigga, let's yes. go. But make sure you cop the land first. Yeah, this yes. land. This, this land. land. This, this land. This land. This land. land. Right now. That was it's Jameson great. that hit me with the duh. Yes. Isn't it beautiful? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Hey, Jamie. I know. This land out right Anyway, now. on behalf of uh, Unpaid Bill and uh, Sugar Steve of the Sugar Steve Network. Who's Trey your favorite Mark? jazz guitarist? Laia Fontigolo and Boss Bill's getting angry. Bill, we love you, man. Sorry. Good luck with your bathroom. Good luck with your bathroom. Good luck with now your Now you going to be the nigga doing renovations all the season. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Finish. Matt Finish. Gary, we thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for coming and on. It's a pleasure, man. We'll see you all in the next round. This is Pandora, yeah. Quest Love Supreme. We'll yeah. See you all later. What's Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.